Welcome to the End Times Chat. Our passion is found in the words of Jesus. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Each week, you will hear news from around the world that will urge you to wake up to these events to make you knowledgeable about what the Bible says about them. Join GJ and Dan in the conversation. Hey, welcome everybody. Welcome, GJ. Well, thank you, sir. Thanks for inviting me on this show. I feel, I feel honored, I feel privileged. Glad you could finally make it. <laughs> Let's get it out. Let's get it out of the way. You know, little update. Went to Dallas. My nephew got married. It was awesome. Great, great venue, great event. Everything went probably as planned. And if it didn't go planned, people like me had no clue. So, whoop, And <laughs> And then we met with some friends and, you know, different ministries down in Dallas. And then thanks to you and Tanya, uh, introduced us to Devin and Veronica uh, back in February. And they had just moved from California uh, to to Dallas. Good friends of yours and Tanya. And uh, now that they're our new friends, it's been nice doing you, bro. (laughs) You know, I've been searching for my replacement for several years now, and uh, <laughs> I'm so glad it finally happened. <laughs> no, no we're not being replaced. I'm not being replaced. No, you're not being replaced. We're very thankful. It's good, good time, and now we all got to get together in California this summer if we can afford a flight. You know, that is a big deal. That is definitely a big deal. There's a new word word that's floating around. It's a brand new word, never heard of before, called hyperinflation. <laughs> yeah. It actually works in two ways. You know, hyperinflation is a new term for inflation. And hyperinflation is also what happens right before a balloon pops. Just throwing it out there. Mm, that's good. That's good info. All right. There it is. There's a sponsor right here. We need to get another one on there. Uh, yeah. got, a good, got a good friend who is uh, hopefully listening. I'm not sure if he's listening today or not, but his name's Dave. Uh, he's been a good guy to work with, good friend for the last five, six years. I uh, worked with him with Thrive. And he's, got, he's helping to promote a movie about George Foreman. So who knows? Maybe when that movie's about to drop, we'll do some... Because uh, there's... Man, he's got a massive story of change in his life that uh, will just encourage you and inspire you. So hopefully we'll be able to get, uh, get them to help sponsor the show. And we'll, I know, right? Oh, man, that guy was amazing. And he makes a mean hamburger. <laughs> All right. True story. So I, I get the notice from one of my best friends. There's five of us living in this house. <laughs> in some ways it was like a commune. So it was five guys. All with big vision. We're all flat broke. Literally, we, 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 we put money together to go buy meals. And uh, we got really smart how, like, hey, this meal is really two meals. So we get 
two of them. We got four meals. We did that. Then my buddy who owned the house said, hey, I just sold the house. And I was out of town. So my buddy calls me up and says, hey, do you want to live together? I go, not really. <laughs> <laughs> not really. True story. I go, not really. <laughs> and then, now. Yeah, and he smoked cigarettes like a, yeah, like a chimney. And, and I said, look, if I do it, there's two, I have two rules. One, you can't smoke in the house, which he never did. And by the way, he ended up quit smoking. And so God bless him for being able to give up smoking. And then there was another guy that was a little, little wacko. He says, as long as you never invite him over, I'm cool with it. So, as long as you never invite him over? Yeah, this guy was like a kleptomaniac. If there was something on the table, it was going to come up missing. <laughs> so the only thing he moved in outside of was like his bed and some clothes was the George Foreman grill. No way. And I'm like, oh my, because I brought pretty much everything else. And he's like, oh, I'm like, man, we cooked, we cooked everything on that sucker. <laughs> so we, hey. We love you gotta, Joe, George. You got to save that story for when we actually, when we're actually being sponsored by the movie. You got to re, you got to redo that story and like Whoa. we'll make it. Go. Well, we're gonna, we're gonna do it. Yeah, I'd love to mark that movie. By the way, by the way, if you haven't seen Family Camp, go see that. Whoop. Oh snap! That was a freebie, everybody. The freebie. We had lunch with one of the the skit guys yesterday, Tommy Woodard, who's one of the star actors. Funny as can be, he's just like he is in in the movie. I mean, I mean, he's wiser, wiser, <laughs> and can grow up with Jesus, but he's very funny. That's awesome. Well, we will hopefully have him on the show coming up soon. I just reached out to another good friend. We're gonna have hopefully another guest next Tuesday. We'll see what happens. And um, but you know what? I I do have to say this for everybody that's been praying. There's been a lot of great things, healing going on. It's been a tough process for some some of my family members, but there's been some healing going on, and it's ongoing, but I do believe that God's doing some really good work. However, that being said, you got to keep praying. I have some family members that just need Jesus, very, very close family members that really need Jesus. So same, same thing for you. Well, hey, let's get started because we got- we one, can of those, one of them is like right there. Oh, I mean, I thought it was right there. Right there. That guy right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, here's the thing. We both do need Jesus. We both. Every day. Every day. Every second. Every second. <laughs> All right. So you got, I'm teeing this up. I don't even know what you got. I know you have one thing for sure. You actually uh, got to witness the beauty of the blood. This. Boom! What a setup! How'd you know? No, I just saw, and I even have a Bible verse to go along with this. Oh, awesome! Well, uh, May fifteenth to sixteenth, which was Sunday into Monday, for those of you who uh, could see this, this was what is called a very rare, according to what the according to NASA. I'm not really sure why I'm stumbling over my words here, but according to NASA, You're it's called the Super Man Alive, even when you stumble, bro. Thanks, man. Super flower blood moon. Super flower blood moon is what they call it. It's very rare to see something like this. Now, here are some pictures from around the globe. Uh, this was from North Macedonia, right when it was on the horizon. Somebody captured that shot. That's just absolutely incredible. Now, 
I want to say this is in Macedonia, but here in California, in Northern California, we it was a full moon. So we got a chance to see. Uh, there's there's another shot of it from Los Angeles. Kind of hard to see it here in Los Angeles. It's right up in there. But there's also this shot from Germany. So almost all over the side of the hemisphere, you got a chance to see this. Look at that. Look at that shot right in Spain. Wow. Right in Spain. And then... Here's a shot. I love this shot from North Macedonia. Somebody captured it with the cross lit up. <clears throat> and there's more to that than, than meets the eye. And then this is Rio, Rio de Janeiro in Brazil. It had a cloudy day. Man, just hold on a couple more. Central France. I mean, just take a This is the entire hemisphere on this side of, of the planet. So there's also Bolivia. And this is one of my, this is one of my favorite ones. This is Russia. But uh, somebody captured this shot right here, and I thought, hmm, there's something to that. There's something to that. So, Gigi, what's that passage of scripture while I keep on scrolling through these? That looks satanic. By the way, I'm sure you got a photograph. I didn't. I did not get a photograph. I could not get the, a good shot of it. So, what the heck? I know. Well, it was next week. We will have a new photographer on the team. <laughs> Probably a good idea. You want to, pop, you want to pop this Bible? Papa's Bible, Joel, the book of Joel, second chapter, verse 31. Because a lot of people are saying, why are we talking about this? The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and the terrible day of the Lord come. So what does that mean? <clears throat> that the moon is going to turn blood red, which it, uh, it did. So we look to the stars and the sky for signs. So he's been giving us a lot of signs over the last few years, especially. And the before the great and the terrible day of the Lord come. What does that mean? That's when Jesus comes back for the church, which is the body of Christ. It's not a physical building. Anyone that is committed and given their life and recognize Jesus as their Lord and Savior well, in an inkling eye, will be gone and taken to heaven. <clears throat> so that's the good part of it. The bad part of it is, if you're not, if you haven't given your life to Jesus, then you will remain here on earth, and then there's seven years of tribulation. And we've, you go. I mean, last week we talked about some of the seal, or a couple last couple of weeks we talked about the seven seals opening up, and when you start to look at what those things are. On a global scale, just like this, this blood moon was seen on a global scale. It's going to be some rough, perilous times. You don't want to go through. Absolutely. So, the good news is you got two choices. You can do nothing, go to hell, and give your life to Jesus, spend spend uh, eternity in heaven, and with Dan. <laughs> and TJ, too. And me, there. and me. And me. And Bob. Uh, and Papa Reynolds. Papa Reynolds. I can't wait to meet Papa Reynolds. I'm going to say that. He's preaching. Wow. Well, this is, my, this is one of my favorite shots right here. And this is from Istanbul, Turkey, which we're going to talk about Turkey a little bit today. I'm not going to mm, set it yeah. up. But, uh, I thought that was a great shot. A picture of a bird flying almost as if to say, hey, it's almost that time is almost at hand when we're going to shoot to heaven, man. I, this is going to be a good day. That's going to be a good day. All right. In a twinkling of an eye, even faster than a snap. Whoa. 
I know, right? That's super fast. So that that's all I got for Earth News today. <laughs> that's all I got. Let me let me get mine. I got nothing. <laughs> Especially <laughs> after that. All right. So here's moving on to wars and rumors of wars because Jesus did say there will be wars and rumors of wars. Go to endtimes.chat, by the way, if we are ever removed. That's where you'll find us. And then you can also go to Spotify, iTunes, catch us on podcasts there. You can go to Facebook. You can go to uh, YouTube and find us there, hopefully. And we haven't gotten removed yet, to say. Yeah. yeah. We've been careful. We've been hopefully moving along with some wisdom. We've, we've skated along that line a little bit. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> but we've, gone we've gone to the edge. We have. Anyway. Here we go. Wars and rumors of wars. So uh, Russia, bringing Russia in. No, I'm not going to talk about Ukraine right now because here's what happened with Russia. So Russia cuts off Finland's electricity supply when, when Finland announced that they had, they had almost fully approved, I think the vote was some astronomical number to eight, uh, to become part of NATO. So NATO is North American Treaty. North American? No. North Atlantic Treaty Organization. I think it's what it's called. And they decided they were going to become part of it. And also Sweden. We'll get more to that later when we get down to leading up to the tribulation. Uh, things make you go, hmm. But they cut off the electricity supply to Finland. I mean, that's a whole nation, millions of people. And they decided, boom, we're going to cut off that supply. Now, I don't know why that is, because Russia is not having a good time with NATO right now. So maybe that's what it was. It's like some kind of shot across the bow. I don't know. The story... The news story does get into a little bit, but mainly speculative. But that could be cause for some response. So any, anything you want to add to that, GJ? Again, it's another sign of distress and different things that are going on between all these different countries, which it says it will elevate in the end days. And we're seeing it. And we're seeing it on a global scale. And like we've talked in the past, you know, a lot of times we've seen one cup country is upset with another country, and that's pretty much it. It's two countries, nobody else is involved. Now it's like Russia and all of Europe for sure. Then you got China, and then what they're doing, and specifically with Taiwan, and then you got the Middle East, and obviously Israel is always in the middle of it, even though it may not be in the mainstream media. Uh, things are always that's what we say. Watch what happens <clears throat> around and and within Israel. So, one hundred percent, as my wife likes to say, one hundred percent. So, we. I'm going to pull up. I was just pulling up the map while you're talking because I want to pull it up in a little bit. But keeping along with Finland, and we're going to talk about Finland again. This is we're going to talk about Finland three times in a row. We don't talk about Finland very often, but when we do, we really talk about Finland. So. I saw this one on Israel 365 that I thought, okay, if this is more serious. When we talked about like the electricity being cut off from Russia to Finland, Finland then encourages all of their people to clear out their bomb shelters for potential nuclear war with Russia. So the scripture verse that is mentioned here in Israel 365, which I really love that they do this. I'm not sure if there's actually a connection or not, but it says, Oh, mortal, turn your face toward Gog of the land of Magog. We talked about the kingdoms of the north coming down to go after Israel. The chief prince of Meshach and Tubal prophesy against him, Ezekiel 38, verse 2. So the idea here is there's 
the threat of nuclear war has never been in my, in my lifetime and not even before actually my lifetime because nuclear nuclear bombs weren't a thing until somewhere in what the 70s or 80s and then when we talk about nuclear warfare it's the closest we've ever gotten in my lifetime to it actually being a reality and so that's just something to think about because when we talk about wars and rumors of wars we also take a look at the fact that there'll be stars coming down fire will destroy so there there's so much to this that we have to be mindful of and something that i wanted to make sure everybody knew about so clearing out some bomb shelters in finland preparing for whatever may happen yeah what, what i find intriguing is like oh yeah go clear out your bomb shelter so how many people have bomb shelters uh i i don't know but i'm apparently in finland they've got quite a few yeah. so this is you man whoa 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 so again i you know we don't need to go deep in it so i leaked audio <laughs> every time i hear leaked really <laughs> really <laughs> it's by design for some reason so audio leaked of chinese military a meeting so they had a meeting discussing the invasion of taiwan and the defeat of regional u.s forces so they know as we've talked about, U.S. Is like, hey, we'll go in and help Taiwan. China has said, hey, if U.S. gets involved, we're going to come at you. Uh, we've, we've, we've talked about troops in Canada, Chinese troops in Canada on the borders doing exercises. I don't know if they're still there. Uh, we've talked about China being very close to uh, U.S. entities and even our own country. So, you know, the Pacific's definitely got that's another place to watch and china another red country as from russia because in the bible talks about the red countries will come down upon israel so i just find that okay again this won't go away and we just know you know whether it's a rumor or something's going to happen pay attention we believe that's another sign so just bringing in the map at this point gj i think it's a good time to bring it in uh, here is Turkey. Hey, anytime here. you bring in a map, it's great because, man, you just like have a perfect timing. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> Thanks, I to do that. I'm like, I'm not even worthy. I, after <laughs> this trip, I realize I'm not worthy. The people that you know that you've introduced me, introduced us to, I'm like, I may have to just pick a spot. Keep on being you. Keep on being you. That's what you need to do. That's it. Whoa. We love you just like you are. Hey. hey. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. All right, um, back to the map. Yes, whoop, back to the map. Whoop, well, down whoop. here, the southern end of where my mouth, where my mouth is, where my mouse is. Your mouth? Uh, my mouth, yeah, right there. Mm -hmm. That's Turkey. Look straight north. There's Finland, there's Sweden, and then there's Russia right here. So, and Ukraine, we've, we've been talking about Ukraine quite a bit. Now, if you scroll out, and you take a look at Asia, this right here is, as you know, is China. And then there's India. So this is a massive, massive amount of land. Uh, and then I'm trying to find Taiwan. Where's Taiwan? You know where Taiwan is? Oh, there it is. Yeah. I knew I was a tiny little, tiny little nation right off the coast of Straight East. Right off the coast of China uh, and north of Japan. I used to live real close to Taiwan. Actually, it's south of Japan. Yeah, so this right here is Taiwan. 
But just take a look at the size of Taiwan to the size of China. And now we know that China has over a billion people, way more than a billion, probably more like a billion and a half. And Taiwan is a small island nation. They're having financial struggles. We found out about a couple of weeks back when the U.S. have helicopters to give them and to sell them, but they can't afford it. And GJ, you were talking about this, this the Chinese military meeting to discuss this invasion. They had this, I didn't have a picture, I didn't have a news story to show you this morning, but I was just reading about it a couple of days ago, where China had a drill where they were surrounding almost the entire island of Taiwan with, uh, with ships and looking like they're preparing or doing some kind of drill to take over Taiwan. So all this information, whether it's rumor or not, is happening. It's out there. And this whole side of the world is in massive upheaval right now. And it's only going to, I hate to say this, it's only going to get worse before it gets better because that's what the scripture tells us. And I remember speaking one time to our church down in Los Angeles. It was a great little church I was pastoring down there. And we, we met every Wednesday night to go through the book of Revelation. And I was thinking back to myself, I'm like, man, I, I've actually been talking about end time stuff since I was a teenager. And I know, you know you've probably you've said the same thing in the past, but I've been talking about this since I was a teenager. But it took us five years, and we never actually finished going through the book of Revelation on Wednesday nights. That was our Wednesday night Bible study, just talking about the end times, going through Revelation. We would go through sometimes not even a whole verse because we would start talking about things that are going on. And that was 20 years ago, GJ, 20 years ago. Now we've been able to still, we've, we've been able to fill up almost two years of a show and we haven't even scratched the surface of things to talk about regarding the end times. We started talking about it when I was in youth group in the seventies. Yep. Yep. I just, in the seventies, the red hot seventies. Uh, let me, oh, no, back to the show. <laughs> 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 and we would look at what at it, what we could check off the list from prophecy, and then we looked at what in Revelation, what in, in the book of Daniel, like what is to come, and then we looked at okay, what exists right now, and what do we know that's coming down the pipeline back then, and and then like when I like I've said in the past, when I go into the when I went in the army, I'm like, oh my gosh, some of that stuff is. It's we're using it. It just wasn't available to, you know, the everyday person because of the cost. And uh, I mean, just to go from there, I mean, like we'd have rooms, like full rooms of equipment that was less powerful than this phone. Hmm. It's, hard, it's hard to imagine. So that is hard to imagine, man. Well, going into leading up to tribulation, I saw that. I saw that. I, I almost threw that over and. Well, shoot, read, read it for us, because I got a scripture that goes right along with this. India, India bans wheat exports as heat wave hurts crop and domestic prices soar. Also, there's talk about world shortages on a global scale. So they're like, hey, if that's going to happen, we don't want to ship it out. And then we can't feed our own people. So that's becoming more and more mainstream news of uh shortages and crops around the world of all types yeah of definitely of all types i was just trying to pull up talking about food i'm going to mention a scripture in a minute but talking about food let me see good friend of mine he sent me something over text he did some research 
back into all the news. And I'm going to read the scripture about this in a minute. But he went, did some research back into the news and just looked at all the different food processing plants, fertilizing plants that help to, to fertilize for the food that have actually either caught fire or there's been a plane that has uh, crashed into, <laughs> into, the, into the food facility. And there are multiple ones. I mean, we're January 7th, 13th, 31st, <clears throat> February 3rd, there was two. February 15th, 16th, 18th, 19th, 22, 28. Something was going on in February. March 14th, March 16th, March 19th, March 24th, 28th, 31st. Yes, I'm doing all of them. April 11th, 13th, 2 on the 13th, 18th, 21st. On the 21st, a plane crashed into General Mills plant in Covington, Georgia. Kind of weird. May 1st, there was a fire at Purdue Farms. There was a lot of fried chicken that day. So the... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for laughing. So... The reason why I'm mentioning this is that some of this, some of the food shortages we're going to experience are going to be natural. There's going to be famine that happens. There's going to be a heat wave that causes massive uh, problems with crops. India in itself is the second largest exporter of wheat in the world. So this could potentially have a massive impact on our economy, on the economy of the, of the world. I don't remember who's first, but I, I should look that up. In any event, in India, they're banning the wheat exports. And it just reminded me of Revelation chapter 6, verse 6, where it says, And I heard a voice from among the four living beings say, Are you ready for this? A loaf of wheat bread or three loaves of barley will cost a day's pay. So there's something to the wheat news. The fact that Revelation mentions that specifically really brought that really brought this off the page for me. So that's why we're talking about it. Good job. Uh, job. Thank you. You kind of sound like you were from, uh, from India just then. And please, I'm not going to offend anybody from India by pronouncing it wrong, but it sounded like you said Kunjabi. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> On to the next story. On to the next story. All right. Yeah. Here, I will say, hi, Dozo, go ahead. As Japanese. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. I just threw in another, another thing. All right. So on May 22nd, all this talk about May 22nd right now, for the 22nd to the 28th, there is supposedly supposed to be this vote that happens that determines whether or not the WHO will have the authority to actually speak into and tell countries what to do during any future potential issues that could happen with sicknesses and pestilences all across the planet. How'd I do? I tried to say, I tried not to say the words that'll get us triggered. You did awesome, bro. You are, way to, way to, way to stay in the gray. Way to stay in the gray. Doing my best. My so, best. So, so let me just say one thing about this. And I saw this, and I don't know, I might have even posted one of those on this, is basically these countries are giving the power, the authority to the World Health Organization. And so they're basically saying, hey, you can tell us what to do. And that's part of what's happening here. So the sovereignty of these countries are basically be given away. And you say, well, what's the importance of that? It's for our health. Well, is it? It's really for control. That's really what it is. I'm, I'm saying it black and white. I went, I went off the gray, apologize is it's really a control thing and they can say under the guise of safety but is it 
Yeah. Well, the World Health Organization was a massive part of the last couple of years. And one of the things that really gets me is I never really thought about uh, this in relation to the end times until recently about where could, where could the Antichrist also arise out of? Mm-hmm. Well, could be someone that is very well versed in the medical field. We, all, you know, we also read in Revelation chapter 18 that the word for sorceries is actually pharmakeia which is our current word for pharmacy. I don't know. There's, I'm not saying anything specific here or, or matter of fact, I'm just saying these are questions that I have and they seem to be pointing in a certain direction and we'll see what happens, but definitely something to keep an eye on. If the world decided to shift all of its focus because of some kind of illness that took over the planet, who else would be the, who else would be the organization that's actually able to handle that? Well, that'd be the World Health Organization. And then who else could take over the financial district and all the finances of the world? Well, that would be the World Economic Forum. So you've got all these things coming into place that seem like they could be potentials for the setup of a one world government, one world order, which is going to happen in the tribulation. That's just that. So we got to move on to things that make you go. Hmm. Here's one from Al Jazeera. And I think you posted this one as well. And I was thinking about posting it, but you posted it. So I'm going to give this one to you. Well, I did post it. And the reason being, because, you know, we've talked about Turkey a little bit, you know, and, uh, you know, because it's, you know, they're in the Middle East and how they continue to elevate in the world from a power. They're not like a mainstream talked about what's happening with Turkey. And then when they oppose Finland and Sweden's NATO membership, so now they're they're flexing their muscles. And then you have Russia flexing their muscles with Finland. And and if you go back to that map, I don't know how, if you're able to do that to show where Turkey is. And then of course you got Finland and Sweden way up north, uh, actually north of Russia. No, that's me. I'm not the map. I'm not the map. I know I got to get the screen off before <laughs> I threw you a curveball. I apologize. So Turkey. Turkey's right there, <clears throat> and you go straight north. Uh, you got Ukraine, you got Ma, you know Russia, and then there's Finland, and then there to the east is or to the west is Sweden. So I just thought, I found that ironic that okay, why is Turkey flexing its muscle? And obviously, there's something going on from a NATO standpoint, and then Finland in the news with Russia. So, you know, is Russia and Turkey conspiring? You know, these are all rumors. Now, that what we just talked about is fact. They are stating that they do oppose the membership. Now, I did a little digging into this, and apparently Finland and Sweden, they're they're kind of in the middle ground when it comes to terrorism. They haven't taken a stance against some terrorist activity and that Finland or Sweden, one of the two or both actually came out against Turkey when Turkey went into Syria and had some military exercises in Syria. We all know what happened in Aleppo or if you don't, you got to go look it up. I don't have time to go into it, but when Turkey actually did some invasions and some things into Syria, Finland and Sweden kind of came out against them. And they would not release certain political prisoners that 
Turkey wanted them to release. So there's 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 a lot going on over there. I don't know how it's all coming down and taking shape, but I was not surprised, but I was surprised at the same time that Turkey said right. no to Finland and Sweden. But Turkey actually got into the NATO three about three years after NATO started back in 1952, according to this news story. And they've been part of NATO for a very, very long time. And it, it takes a unanimous vote for any countries to actually be included into NATO. So I'm not sure what's happening, but there's a lot of talk going on. Yeah, things that make you go, the one thing that I see is there's a lot of posturing going on. Yeah, that's true. And uh, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Look at this one. Whoa. Interesting. Yeah. No, I didn't. (laughs) Interesting. Electricity shortage warnings grow across the U.S. Hmm. Sounds to me like there's someone that's trying to set up something for potential outages. Hmm. Can't really say too much about this because I'll get myself in trouble. But from California, Texas to Indiana, electric grid operators are warning that power generating capacity is struggling to keep up with demand. So they're saying that this heat that's coming and the, the draw of the electricity from you know, whatever you're using, whether it's air conditioning or other things to keep things cool, that it's going to cause some grids to go down during the summertime. And as California has done multiple times in the last five years since I've lived here, they have done brownouts where they kind of roll and say they lower the amount of power going to your house or they do a blackout where they completely cut off the electricity for a certain amount of time during the hottest part of the day. So, (laughs) yeah. I'm like, really? You couldn't do it at nighttime? Maybe yeah. when we're sleeping? Yeah. Yeah. Another thing to make you go. <laughs> hey, we're going we're gonna to end off on a couple of fun ones. And then we're going to get into some scripture here. But you posted this. And I almost did. But I'm so glad you did. Because I'm like, go All for right. it. So yesterday, <laughs> I believe this happened actually yesterday. And then today, that was a public. So they're. They're in Washington, D.C. They're talking about the House representative schedules. And I'll just read the headline. House, which is the House of Representatives for the United States government, schedules major public UFO hearing first in more than half a century. And then, so yesterday it was a public hearing. And then today it's actually a private hearing behind closed doors. And so it's the first time in 50 years. And one of the things we continue to talk about is you're seeing more talk about UFOs, you know, not not necessarily sightings. We're just saying more talk about it, aliens. And here, here's why we believe this is significant. And and think about this. There's all kinds of drones now. And I mean, you know, the average person can have a drone. I mean, there's a lot of things that can be appear to be, you know, an unidentified flying object. That, I believe, does happen. Is it tied to aliens? I personally don't believe so. Somebody may say, hey, I disagree with you, and you're entitled to that. The reason why I believe this is significant is that they have to explain. So when Jesus comes back for the church, just like we talked about earlier, is and that's individual, that's the, that's the body, human beings. So we make up the church when we are, when we've given our life over to Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. So when Jesus comes back in an inkling, 
we're gone. Those that have already passed, they're taken first. They go into heaven. We go to heaven. And I don't know all the logistics. All I know, boom, it happens like that. And all of a sudden, think about it. If a billion or two billion people, I don't know how many people. I read a I read an article today that there's 2.2 billion Christians in the world out of the 7.5 or 7.8 billion. So basically a third of the people. Also, just imagine, they're gone. Some of them are sleeping, Some because part of the world's sleeping, part of the world's awake, you know, and obviously different parts of the world, you know, there are more times where people are awake. But So just think about it. All of a sudden, all these people are gone in inkling. If they're flying a plane, they're driving, whatever happens, it's going to create major chaos. They have to explain it because now the Christians are gone. Now, there's people that knew about Jesus but never gave their life, which I hope today you give your life or recommit to Jesus. And we'll talk about that in a moment. So this is elevating. So I believe they can explain where all these people went. They were abducted. Yes, and actually, we this would be a great conversation for our friend Kevin Kurtz, who we'd like to try to have come on next week, because in his novel, novels about the end times that he writes, that's that's kind of the spin he takes. Not kind of, it is the spin he takes on the end times and how this all takes shape. So I agree with you, GJ. This is something that it's the first time in decades that the U.S. Congress has remotely decided to talk about this. I love the fact that they don't call them UFOs. <laughs> They're calling them unidentified aerial phenomena. <laughs> so it's almost as if they're trying to shift the whole whole phrase away from something that is sci-fi over something that's more realistic. Yeah. So they start to explain this away. So yeah, it's pretty interesting. Unidentified aerial phenomena. So it's UAP, yeah. not UFO. Yeah. So uh, all these definitions are changing. There's a sign right there. When yeah. you say when you're saying this was this for all these centuries, and now we're changing the definition, pick up. We could we could probably do a whole show on what those are. We're not going to, by the way. <laughs> and <laughs> change the the definition. Why do you got to change the definition? Because there's something to it. It's trying to change the narrative, and the, which it leads to deception as well. That's why, from a discerning standpoint, from a wisdom standpoint, we have to be in the Word. And I know Dan's in the Word every day. I'm in the Word every day, you know, which is the Bible. And I use my, I use the U Version Bible app. Woo! U Version, we love you, by the way. Um, yes, we do. And uh, I'm in it every day. Once in a while, I miss a day, and I'm in prayer, and I'm, I'm, I'm around people that. Uh, lift me up and that I feel um, like I'm living in victory. Now, some days that's not the case because Dan leaves me and no, no, he lives in California. So, <laughs> Well, that was a great segue right there to this right here. I, I'm trying to, trying to add a little bit more spice to some of our conversations. Uh, this is, is the, the shot this, what's that? Is that the shot clock? That's the shot clock. No, this is uh, this is the picture I posted up on the description today for Facebook and YouTube, just to talk about Revelation. So last week we started talking about Revelation, and we we said, hey, it is it is the expression of pointing people to who Jesus is, 
not who he was, not who we knew him to be while on the earth, but who he is, the king in all of his glory, the one who is over all of the universe and given all the authority over death, hell, and the grave, which is, I know that sounds very ethereal for some people that may be hearing that for the first time, but that's what the book of Revelation does. But a lot of people don't know that the book of Revelation actually has seven, go figure, beatitudes. And a beatitude, if you think back to Matthew chapter five, are words of blessing over certain kinds of people. So in Matthew chapter five, the Sermon on the Mount that Jesus gave, he said, blessed are the poor in spirit because there's the kingdom of God. Blessed are, you know, keep fill in the blank. There's a lot of blessings over people. They call those the beatitudes. But Revelation actually has seven, I'm only going to talk about one today, seven Beatitudes. The first one is found in Revelation chapter one, verse three. And it's the first of seven. It says, blessed is the one who reads the words of this prophecy and blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it because the time is near, which is why I had the clock up on the description. The time is near. There are several things at work here in this verse. The word blessed is more than just being happy. It's not an emotion. Being blessed is a state of being. The only truly blessed person is one who humbles himself before the Lord. And when you humble yourself before the Lord, what you're actually saying is, I need you, God, in my life. I need you. When you humble yourself before him, you're saying, I'm not the one who is running my life. I need you to be in charge of my life. So that's the person who's humble. The only truly blessed person is that person who humbles himself before the Lord. So the blessed people here in Revelation are the believers who take to heart the things written in the prophecy of the book of Revelation. There's also a great emphasis in Revelation on the church's response to Jesus and to the prophecy. We're not only to read the prophecy of Revelation, but we're to hear it and to take it to heart, which means you need to believe it from the inside out. And that's a lot of the things I see, GJ, with some people that are believers even today. They, they know of the scripture, they know of Revelation, but they, they may read it, but they don't do the second thing. They don't take it to heart. And when I, when I think of taking something to heart, that means I allow it to change me from the inside out. Not only does the message of Jesus come into our heart and Jesus uh, takes residence up in our heart, which means he becomes a major part of our lives. Just like when you get married, that person that you marry becomes a major part of your heart and takes residence up in your heart. You think about them, you feel for them. You, there's all these different things that happen when you actually allow someone to have a place in your heart. Same thing with Jesus. When you give Jesus a place in your heart, he can then help us from the inside out. And that's what happens with the book of Revelation and the prophecy of Revelation. If we take it to heart, we're making it a part of who we are and it becomes part of everything that we say and do. And that's exactly what GJ and I have been doing over the last two years, is we've take, we're taking this to heart and we're trying to help other people, not just to know about it, but to read it and also take it to heart. Well, if you also take note that this book is called Prophecy, it's, it's called Prophecy in chapter 1, verse 3, 22, verse 7, 10, 18, and 19. So in the very beginning of the book of Revelation and the prophecy, in the very end of the book of Revelation and the prophecy, it talks about the fact that this is straight from the heart of God to the church. God is giving us 
what we need to know right from his mouth about what's going to happen at the end. If we also take a look at Daniel chapter, uh, oh, I got to look it up. Daniel chapter 12, verses eight to nine, it says, although I heard, I did not understand. Let me back up. The book of Daniel and Revelation are very, very tied together. And I'm going to show you how Daniel, when he was given the time of Revelation and his prophecy, he was not allowed to share it all. But in Revelation, we are given that opportunity. So here's what it says in Daniel chapter 12, verse 8 and 9. Although I heard, I did not understand. Then I said, my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? And he said, go your way, Daniel, for the words are closed up and sealed till the end of to time of the end. But in Revelation 22, verse 10, at the very end of the prophecy that John is writing for us, it says, and he said to me, that's Jesus saying to John, do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book. You ready? For the time is at hand. So in the book of Daniel, book of Revelation, we're given the, the understanding and the knowledge that the time is now. So what's happening from the time that John wrote the book of Revelation at the end of the first century until now, the time is at hand. These things that are going to happen in the coming age are going to be things that are going to be that have been prophesied in the book of Revelation, book of Daniel, book of Ezekiel. So the time is near. I think it's very important for us to, to know that this is why we believe, GJ and I believe, God put in our heart to do this show is because we want you not only to accept Christ into your heart and to allow him to change you from the inside out, but that the book of Revelation and the prophecy within it can also be taken to heart and allow it to change you and how you respond to others in, uh, from the inside out. GJ, what do you have to add from Papa Reynolds' Bible? And then we got to pray. Well, he underlined in the, the very last uh, verse of Daniel, the last two in the book, chapter 12. Blessed is he that waiteth and cometh to, to the thousands, thousand three hundred and five and thirty days. So I don't know what that really means. But go thou way till the end. He is for thou shalt rest and stand in thy lot at the end of the days. So that was January 28th, 1990. My dad underlined that. So I'm not sure what that really means. But the, what, I, what I do know is Jesus blessed us. Jesus forgave us. You know, you ask Jesus for forgiveness, he will forgive you. When I see that clock, people are starting to talk about, like, we went to a church, a friend of ours in downtown Dallas on Sunday, and they use, they use, he used, the pastor used the analogy because the Dallas Mavericks were going to play the Phoenix Suns later that day. And he said, just like in basketball, you know, they have 24-second clock. There's time. We're in the 24-second clock. Error. So, you know, there was a time where they didn't have a shot clock. Now they have a shot clock in the mm -hmm. NBA. And well, now in, in, in basketball across the board. And so he was saying the the 24-second clock has started. Now, he didn't mean that it was going to happen in 24 seconds, although it could have. So people are starting to talk about time. And the time is now. And the time is to wake up. And when you see hyperinflation, when you see shortages of food, when you hear the rumors of war on a global scale, when you're seeing the signs in the sky, when you're seeing things that are popping up to try to 
camouflage what is to come, there's your sign. And what what we don't know is when. <clears throat> what we know is we're in that season. And that season could last, right, one more second. It could last years. What we do know is God is moving. And regardless of where you're at in your life, regardless what you've done in your life, regardless whether, you know, you know, what, whatever's happening in your life or what is happening right now, God is a God of grace. God is a God of peace. God is a God of comfort. God is a God of perfection. And you are perfection, even though you might not be living a life that you would call imperfection and, and, or even in purpose. So I challenge you right now to give your life to the Lord, start pointing your life to the Lord and, and come to know Jesus. And it doesn't mean tough times are going to are going to bypass you. Well, it's life. I mean, it's going to happen no matter what happens in your life. <laughs> Something bad is going to happen or to someone. Found out on the way home, you know, our daughter, one of her friends, you know, was, uh, one of her friend's friends was, uh, so our daughter didn't know this this girl, but she she died in, died in a car wreck yesterday. And then my son called and his uncle passed away on Sunday night. And, you know, he was in bed and had a, a severe stroke and <clears throat> went brain dead and within a short period of time passed away altogether. I don't know anything about the one girl. I do know that his uncle <clears throat> had given his life to Jesus and uh, really he's in a better place. So my calling and and uh, Dan's calling is what we call the Great Commission, is to lead as many people to Jesus, lead them to the cross, and Jesus will do, do the rest. He cares about you. He loves you. He wants you to spend eternity with him. No matter what you've done, we've all done something stupid. We've all sinned. We're naturally have sin around us and a within us and God can take those desires away. You still have to walk through the path, especially if you're amongst it heavily. It doesn't mean you're going to be perfect. It doesn't mean everything's going to be a bed of roses. What I do know is you can have eternal life in heaven with him, our Lord and Savior, <clears throat> Jesus. One of the things that uh, I was just thinking about GJ where you're saying that and then we'll pray and um give people an opportunity to to accept him if you can do it right now even by the way you don't have to wait for us to pray just pray but the book of revelation is really the revealing of jesus himself i think your mom actually posted that in the comments that uh, it's the unhiding of jesus is what she said and that's exactly what we're trying to do is we're trying to help everyone understand that jesus is not hidden <laughs> at all and the, the revelation of Jesus, the revealing of who he is and what he came to the earth to accomplish and to save us from is what revelation is all about. And so if that's you today and you are having this little tug in your heart that's saying, I just, I feel like I need to make a decision to accept who Jesus is and ask him to live in my, in my life and be a part of my life. If that's you today. Then just pray with us. And then you can answer this question up on the screen with confidence that, yes, I am ready. So let's pray. Dear Jesus, we believe you are the Son of God, <clears throat> that you came to this world to take away our sin. But not just that, but to actually conquer over all of the enemy, death, hell, and the grave. Satan has been defeated and 
and has always been defeated from the very beginning. And Lord, we pray that you would come and live in our heart. We receive you. We ask you to forgive us and give us strength and the boldness to live out for the rest of our days. Let, Lord, let you become a part of who we are inside that affects our outside. And that revelation in the, in the book of Revelation, that prophecy will get into our hearts and that it'll impact how we live out on a daily basis until you come again. May we take as many people to the cross of Jesus as we possibly can so that they have a decision to call on you to be saved. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Anybody that prayed that, whether you've already known Jesus and recommitted or for the first time, God has big plans for you. And uh, God had big plans for you before whatever you were dealing with. And a lot of times we get off the beaten path. So if God has big plans for you, lean into him, start reading the Bible, start praying, and just be thanking him, even if this situation is tough. Because he's actually working on you for where he's going to take you. And wherever he's going to take you is what is best for you. And I was reading a document today that was about world changers. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is all I want to do. I just choose to be a world changer. And I just want to go and change the world. And, and if it's one person at a time, so be it. And uh, I'm excited about that. And I don't even know how it's going to happen. I just know I'm on I'm on the path to help people be world changers, starting with you. And that guy. <laughs> that guy. Hey, I did it. I pointed right at you. Oh, my God. <laughs> hey, I didn't even realize I was on that screen because the way you had it angled. Oh, my gosh. Hey, we got to roll. <laughs> we got to roll, man. I got to realize the time was. But... <laughs> God bless you guys. We love you. We will see you next week unless Jesus comes back and then hopefully we'll see you in heaven. But until then, go to endtimes.chat and after then, go to endtimes.chat. You'll find out a lot about what's going to happen. God bless you guys. Thank you for tuning in to End Times Chat with GJ and Dan. If you decided to follow Christ, email us at endtimeschat at gmail.com. We would love to hear your story. Tune in next time for more and don't forget to pray, prepare, protect, proclaim, Pray again, persist, persevere, and pass it on. God bless. We'll see you next time.